There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's talk Valentine's Day. Mm. What is the worst Valentine's Day experience that you've ever had? Oh, it, it's... I don't want to go best. I want to go worst. Um, Other uh, than being alone. I, yes. Day. Well, I'm not like, I'm not like a traditional uh, celebrator of Valentine's Day. But the worst ones were at high school. Oh, like... The public shame of everybody else getting yeah, something and, and you not. T- school made such a big deal of Valentine's Day. Like you could buy like plastic balloons to ah, send to people or roses or um, some of us, uh, you could uh, pay to have your, you know, your sweetheart like serenaded oh, God, in front of gl- really? like I did it one At year. School? Yeah, a group of us walked around with guitars and we'd knock on the... And, and say, oh, hi, uh, we're here to serenade these people. And the poor kids get dragged to the front of the class while, you know, spotty 16-year-olds sing Ronan Keating at them. So th- so that's my answer. I mean, you all that is... Glenn Coco. That's all that. Yeah, it's, it's that. And that were, all of that was tragic and yeah. bad and bad for the environment. Like so much plastic. So much balloons, choking turtles for love. So that's my answer. Yeah, my ex bought me um, a door snake for Valentine's Day. A door snake. He thought it was really romantic. Is that the, the you know the little thing that you put under the door to stop a draft coming in? <laughs> the bean filled. Yeah, the bean filled sausagey. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Well, we needed one," and I was like, "Okay." And it was obviously so shit that he went to when he went to get his hair cut later in the day because he'd planned nothing else for Valentine's Day, even though it was our first. You got to the door. Anyway, what are you talking um, about? <laughs> his hair. He, he was telling his hairdresser about how how he'd done this, thinking that she'd laugh with him, and she was like, <laughs> "You fucking idiot! You go and buy her flowers and you apologize <laughs> when you get to the door." So he did, but then he messed up the apology by saying. When I was like, oh, my God, these are so beautiful. He's like, it's all right. They're only from Coles. Uh, I was like, oh, God How damn many it. chances do you want yes. to get it right? You Welcome <laughs> to Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. Hello, everybody. I'm Liz Best. I'm Tom Harris. And we are your hosts for all of the things of love gone wrong and sometimes right if Tom gets his way, but he usually doesn't. It's usually my way. My contract figures aren't good. It's <laughs> one in ten. <laughs> you have nine heartbreaking, sad, weird stories and then one good one. So... Along that line, I'm getting my way today. We've got a very special episode today because uh, we've got my best friend. Oh here, my god! Best Emma, friend Emma Taviani to chat to you. Hi, clap her Thanks on. for having me. Hey Emma, how the, you doing? The special thing well. about Emma's episode is that it's actually going to be about me. Yay! <laughs> uh, me, me, me. Uh, <laughs> so look. I have talked a few times on this about being in toxic relationships and I thought rather than me talking about my experience, it might be 
more helpful for other people to chat uh, to my best friend about what it's like watching your best friend be in a toxic relationship right. and what you can do or can't do and how stupid people are when they're in toxic relationships. I see. So Emma's here as a – you're sort of an outside uh, – historically an outside observer of yes. of someone else's. Yes. So you can see that right. I'm not – Liz in this habitat before. Yeah. So that – I guess it's kind of a way to have um, the story told in a, in a way that I may not have conceived it. Mm. Ah. So that's yes. where we're going today. Well, well, well. Through the looking glass we go. So as always – no using of names. Mm-hmm. So we have to come up with a fake name for this jerk. Yeah. And we discussed quite a few. We discussed <laughs> one starting with C. And, <laughs> you know, not my suggestion. Let it me was too it much there. of a giveaway. It was too much. It was if too we called obvious. in that word, it was very obvious. Very obvious who it was, was going to yeah, be. Yeah, so. um, and no outward shit talking. No threats. No threats. Yeah, oh, keep, okay, so, so we can go shit talking. No yeah, you told me to I couldn't threaten this wait, man's life on this podcast. Wait, you can talk about times where you have previously threatened oh, him. Oh, right, okay. Perhaps cool. on blackboards. <laughs> yes, I'm I was like, this I, is, I'm okay, yeah. It's very off-brand for me to not talk <laughs> yeah. about how Basically, him. don't sit here and go, hey – Dickhead, I'm going to hunt you oh, down yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, your, your threats, the threats must be stale. <laughs> yes, to stale threats. No, no fresh are. cuts brought to our podcast, please. Okay, great. So, yeah, uh, uh, so please I bag them. I haven't no. discussed extensively with Tav what we're going to talk about today. I just kind of said, look, I want I want your opinion. I'm I'm 99% an open book. Um, <laughs> That's such a shame. I prepared a monologue. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't. So, I guess I'll just um, – I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Nervously. Yeah. Nervously. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll sit here rubbing my hands. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the How Dumb Is Liz I episode. I mean, yeah. No, no, no. Liz was very much like, look, there's really no boundaries. Like, you can talk about whatever you want. And I was like, hang on, but what about this boundary? And she was like, okay, yes, there's one boundary. <laughs> one boundary. <laughs> so, right. so, but I've pretty much got free reign to talk about exactly what happened. Um, so I think it's important to mention, first of all, that like Liz and I were friends in Brisbane first mm-hmm. and then we were friends in Sydney. So I moved to Sydney in 2013 and Liz followed in 2014 or end of 2013? End of 2013. Right, I moved okay. just after. But yeah. then my ex before that was convinced I was chasing him to oh. Sydney even though I was moving to Sydney with this guy that we're yeah. talking about today who we're going to call... Brad. Brad? Yeah. Brad. Brad. Yeah. It blows my mind. I've been so very involved with your toxic relationships. I'm like, I, know. I could tell you guys... You so probably know more shit than I do because <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of stuff being held for me. a glass of wine. We're going to be here for a while. Um, so, <laughs> so both of you are in Sydney. Yes, we're both in Sydney. Um, Liz also moved back to Brisbane not long after that too. So we've mm-hmm. been friends through, you know, a couple of different state moves. Yeah. Um, so when Liz first moved, yeah, there was the – so Liz, Liz and I have had in the past – I'm the type of person that gets really like – I can be really aggressive in my friendships. She's my tough love friend. Yeah, right. I'm a tough love yes. friend. Um, and that's a really nice way to put it because I think I can be very abrasive sometimes. Yeah. Well, like I've got three different besties. I've got M, who's the tough love one. I've got yep. the unwavering support, like no matter what dumb thing I've done, she'll yep. tell me I'm yep. amazing. And then I've got the one who's in between, mm. depending on what I need. <laughs> sure. Yeah. A lot of the times it's Emma that I need, but I don't know that it's Emma yeah, that I need. Yeah. But Emma will slap you but up the side of the head and yeah, say, listen so, here, you silly, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and this... Like, Liz and I became friends at the end of one toxic relationship. Yeah. Um, and so – and that was really difficult, I think, from my perspective at the time because um, I knew that 
she had this tendency to go back and forth between this particular person. She just couldn't let it lie. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. that was really frustrating from my perspective because obviously when you care about someone and you know they're making bad choices, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's only so much you can do, but it's really frustrating when you want to do more. And I think um, there were there was actually a period of time where I completely – bloody lost it at Liz and was we like we didn't talk for a while because talk. I kept going my ex before this he yeah. kept cheating on me and I kept going back to and him. that wasn't like a oh, I just stopped responding to her I straight up said I am not talking to you like I need a break I'm like you need to you need to stop messaging I'm not talking to you until you stop talking to this person like I'm done I'm done like you need to essentially so choose between your friendship with me or you making bad choices it in was your hurting life. you too much to, yeah, yeah it was just, just frustrating because because I think like you know, as a friend, you put in a lot of um, effort and um, thought and love into your friendship with somebody. And when you can see they're deliberately hurting themselves, I think sometimes it is a bit like self-harm and it gets really frustrating because you're like, I care so much about you and you can't care enough about yourself and I just cannot condone this behaviour so I have to move away because I'm getting too mad, like I'm sure. getting too involved. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened back then. We, we got past that, thankfully. Liz moved on. Yes. Congratulations. And I called um, and apologised unreservedly for being a dick. She did, There was yes. a very, yes. very, I'm sorry for being a dick phone yes. call. That's a good phone call yeah. to make, isn't it? Yeah. It was a, you were right, I was wrong. Yeah. I yeah. choose you. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Um, yeah, so that happened. And then, unfortunately, she went out. Of the frying pan and into the fire. Yeah, but we, we didn't Brad. know it was the fire yeah, at the time. We did. I mean, you know, not I pretty much knew it was a fire within two months, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. So I think I didn't know this guy. Um, until we moved to Sydney. Until you moved to Sydney. You moved to Sydney together. But I knew you'd had like a breakup. So you had been together for a couple of months, broke up while on holiday, and that whole thing was... He dumped me on holiday. was a wild ride on its own. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. This is chaos. On holiday. On holiday, yeah. On our first mini breakaway together. And Ouch. then we went, and then he's like, no, we're fine. And we went and met my grandparents. He met my grandparents. And then after meeting my grandparents, he broke up with me and booked us flights home two days early. Mm. And that's straight- And then asked me why I was crying on the plane. Yeah. And that is that is straight up <laughs> cooked on its own. Like, uh, who, yes. the hell, who the hell goes, let me meet your family. Okay, bye. Like, why would you do that? Uh, is your grandma that terrifying? No, my family all loved him, which was really distressing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, well, they obviously can didn't I, know him. Can I just... <laughs> okay, I feel like I need to speak in defense of myself for like two seconds. Yeah. This guy was a love bomber. Like, he unequivocally went from zero... Like, I, he went from zero to... I'm going to spend the rest of my days with you. I know this is it. I know this is what's going to happen. And then, so when he broke up with me the first time after three months, I was convinced it was because he was scared that he was getting into something that was actually real because he'd been in a loveless relationship for a couple of years before that. So, um, I, 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 I did that dumb thing where I'm like, no, you're just running away from this because it's real. He yeah, was, don't don't worry. It's okay. We'll, we'll we make it together. We can work through yeah. this. I know that you're scared that it's so which, real, blah, blah, blah. Which now that we look back is very clearly like sociopathic behaviour. Absolutely. Hindsight, um, you bastard. Yeah. Every time he's clearly, you but He's very clearly the type of person that got off with on making someone fall in love with him. And Ooh. I think, and, and like, and then enjoyed the control he had over them as well. Sure. Okay. So it was a very dangerous situation, I think. So when least. you when you first um, saw them together, mm. um, how long or, or how long did it take you to? Okay. So my first impression was he's punching, 
because um, he's just <laughs> that scrawny, was my first scrawny, weird-looking dude, oh. had hey, no he's social... Hey, easy, easy. Mate, There's nothing wrong with that. No easy with no, the lanky, okay? No, that's like, he was just, he's very odd-looking. He was. I don't think he was, he was oh, very I still maintain he's good-looking. He's straight up, you, you need a doctor. Yeah, but that doesn't and make it, him a bad person. No, no, so. of course not. But like, but this is, okay, so it has to be the combination of everything. It's not just looks, right? Because obviously, like, there are scrawny dudes who are hot too, and that has something to do with, I think, personality. This guy's personality is severely lacking. Um, so he has very little social capabilities as well. He's not great in holding a conversation. He's quite rude. Um, almost immediately upon meeting him. Okay. Um, he says exactly what's on his brain no without a filter. Yeah, no filter at all. Um, no, yeah, he just cannot read the room. He will He will offend people left, right and centre. He can offend you by saying hello. And I, d- <laughs> I don't quite understand how he managed that. That's amazing. He did. But like, you, you know, he was the type of person that, you know, you'd be like, he'd ask me about what I was doing in my life and like about my shows and about my gigs and I'd and I'd tell him and like and he'd be like, oh, that's great. You know what? I'm not going to come see them though. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, I mean, I'd, sorry to I'd, laugh. Yeah, I was like, funny. I know. And I and I would laugh. Like the first couple of times it happened, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> hilarious. And he's like, no, I I don't want to come and watch you sing. And I'm like, oh, um, well, I mean, I didn't really ask you to, but thanks for telling me that. Um, I'm <laughs> like, you, you don't have to. I mean, we're not friends, so you don't have to do anything. But it was just like the—that's what I mean. Like he would, he would, he would volunteer thing information he didn't need to volunteer, and it would just come off as really rude. Right. Um, so that was my first impression of him, um, and then. I avoided him for a while. Like every time Liz and I would hang out, I would try and make sure it was not at her house, especially if he was around. Like I would kind of check and be like, is Brad going to be home? And she'd be like, oh, no. And if she said, yeah, yeah, he'll be home, I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, maybe we can do later in the day. I'm just like, I don't know. Like I didn't I don't pick know up any. Up I, yeah, no. yeah, I'm so subtle. I'm really clever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but subtle is a fucking yeah, sledgehammer. Know, right? but somehow, brag, yeah. yeah, but like it, I think um, – Was there any point where you thought we were – Decent together. No. Right. Not a single. Not a single minute. There was no time where you saw us be affectionate or anything no. and went, okay. No, not a single minute. Um, and I think very quickly after meeting him and after seeing you guys together a couple of times, I remember talking to, I think it was my mom, might have even been my sister, but I think it was my mom. And I was like, I don't know what to do because I'm very concerned that Liz wants to marry and have children with this person. I did. And I don't want him in my life and I don't think he's good for her and I don't know what to do if if I'm going to have to put up with this person being in my life permanently what do I do I mean there's nothing I can do about it like I have to he's almost something that's going to come along with her now and she's my best friend and I don't really know how to deal with this and so I just tried to avoid him for a while because I didn't think there were a couple of times I raised with Liz um, that he was rude or that he'd sent something weird or whatever. And she was very defensive of him, as you would be for the person you're dating and in love with and want to have a family with. Sure, but um, you weren't sitting there quietly. You would, you would every now and then tell Liz, like, yeah. he's being rude. Yeah, and so was, and there was another friend of ours at the time who the same thing would be like, he's rude. Like, he's straight up been rude to me and whatever. And Liz would be like, I just don't think he understands. Like, I don't think, you know, I, I just think he's not – he doesn't realise he's not socially, like, you know, capable sometimes. I thought that he was – and I still 
I think you found it endearing sometimes. It was yeah, frustrating to but a degree, I also, but I think you found it endearing. I thought that he was a little bit on the spectrum and that's okay because people who have those kinds of social issues, you know, just still deserve love and he was lovely of to course. me of course. at the start. Mm. So, um, where, yeah. so where what was the turning point for what ha- What did you what did you notice? When yeah, what between us? Um Okay, so I knew I knew you guys had had arguments and like sometimes you would call me and I, I noticed when you started booking hotel rooms and staying in the city a lot more often, you guys would have an argument and you'd be like, oh, I just need to yeah. have a night on my own. And then I'm like, the fact that you're booking a hotel room is like, it's insane to me that you, you yeah. are that uncomfortable in your own house with this person that you need to go and sleep in another place. Yeah, that would... Uh, and, and like and like it was never at your like in your head and the way you explained it to me it was never like it was never s- extreme it was so normal for you to be like oh no it's fine it's just like I need a bit of space and, and I'm like ah. <laughs> in my head I'm like alarm bells and you were you would try and normalize everything right and I think that was like really concerning as well because when you witness behavior that you know is not good and out of character for your friend and you can like I would notice that you would over justify things too like you would over justify why you were going to stay in a hotel room be like oh I just need this for me and I just need this and I just and it would never be about even though I knew you'd argued with him um and the way you would defend him and be like oh yes but uh yeah but this happened yesterday so maybe that's why and then you would just find all these reasons to justify your reactions to his behavior and his behavior itself um and that was concerning um, and then... I'm just curious, Liz, if, if a good dear friend of yours did something s- this similar. This has happened this year. Right. Yeah. This happened this year and I my first reaction was to phone Emma in tears and go, I am so sorry <laughs> that I... I'm going to cry because right, I saw... So you did, you, so you I saw instantly. a friend who was dating somebody who took the time to... When he was talking to me and meeting me for the first time, even though they've been dating for a year... To basically go, all right, you're the best friend. What have you got? Like, throw it at me. And I was like, sorry. And he's like, like, throw your best questions at me. You know, what have you got? And he was quite um, intimidating. And um, he'd done a few things that that um, this person had told me about that I was very wary of. And so meeting him, I was trying to overly be friendly and overly connect yes. with this guy. And he did. He 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 did something in a way that I felt really threatened by and I tossed up about whether to tell her or not. But yeah, my first thing was to just call Emma and go, I'm so frustrated. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I can yeah. tell her this without being the messenger that gets shot. Like I don't it's understand just, how to navigate this. It is stunning how time and time again, again you can look at – like you'll follow your own advice with that, like you'll give great advice and you'll yeah. you'll um you'll always speak out when it's a friend but when it's you when it it's you. a completely different set of rules Absolutely. and you justify life and everything weirdly and yeah. or different or yeah. I don't know, it was quite of interesting course. how you were more than capable of seeing it in other pe- in, in other people Absolutely and and even then I I you know thought that I gave really great relationship advice and yet I was stuck in this I don't even know what it was. Like, I just was so convinced after a whirlwind first year of being love-bombed that, you know, he'd say things like, this time next year we'll be engaged and then mm. hold Jeez. the future engagement over my head for it's years. Yeah. It's like, one day, one day, one day, one day. We just right. need to fix this one day. Ugh. Yeah. What, um, so what are, the, what are some specific events. toxic or events or toxic behaviours sure. that you remember um, I guess to be on the lookout for for other people I yeah so there were 
there were three things that stand out to me um, specifically like off the top of my head. Um, and the first one, and I reference this probably more often than anything else is the day um, you guys had just moved back to Brisbane, I think like only just, um, and it was your birthday and you called me, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You called me in the morning um, or I called you actually in the morning to wish you happy birthday. And um, I could tell straight away on the phone, you're a little bit like shaken, you know, you can hear in someone's voice that they've been crying for a little bit. And you're like, yeah. I was like, oh, are you okay? And Liz was like, oh yeah, it's just been, it's been a morning. Um, and I asked her what's, what's going on. And she said, well, I got up first thing this morning um, and you know, it's my birthday morning. And like, obviously I expect, you know, someone <laughs> like that my partner's going to be kind and he wasn't. And, and I said, okay, well, well, what did, what did he do? And she said, okay, well, I, I got up and, um, I was getting ready, like went, went to get dressed and, um, you know, took my pajamas off, um, in the bedroom and he goes, oh, wow. Um, your stomach's sticking out further than your boobs. And that was the yeah, first that's thing. No good. Yeah, that's and that was the first thing Brad said to Liz that morning oh, Liz, on I'm her sorry. birthday before he'd even said happy birthday. Um, and like I was, he had he had said happy birthday like in the bed before right, that. Okay. And done that, so that's that's right, okay, right, but it's still like, not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so reasonable of you to correct me on that. Uh, you I really just, don't need to I'm correct not, me. Don't no, justify that. Well, because I don't. You know what? This relationship was so toxic that I'm I imagining know. him sitting here listening to this, going, "That's not what happened," and him being able to trump his way out of it on a detail. Yeah, you know, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, the fact is that he said it. It doesn't matter where and how or in yeah. what context he said it. Yeah, he said it, yeah. um, and that's a fact. And then he didn't. Um, he didn't respond to the fact that I burst into tears over that no he didn't he didn't understand he's like what's wrong yeah I just what's wrong like I don't understand yeah um and that was horrible that was like the that was the one thing I remember like after that conversation like putting my head in my hands and going what am I gonna do how do I deal with this because that wasn't even the worst of it it was just like it was just one event that stood out to me as being a like yeah. What can I do here? I can't do anything. It was just so horrible because it was on her birthday as well. And it was like, you know, I was watching. It was my 30th. Yeah, right. it was your 30th. And I was watching you go through such a such a, a, a change in your in your health, like in your mental health, in your physical health. Um, you weren't sleeping properly. There was also, um, and this is another one that stands out to me, Um and I, I really do hope you don't mind me telling things like no, this, I'm but he was, I remember one day you called me and you were like, do you ever go to the bathroom in the middle of the night? Yeah. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's so weird. What's going on? Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, it's just that Brad said that um, it's really fucked up and weird that I, that I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. What? And I'm and like, what are you, I would stop. what are you talking about? And he's like, can you, um, yeah, she's like, he's, he asked me to stop and he said that I need to really like sort that out. Because what? it was waking him up. And I was like, what He's the like, most hell? people don't. Most people don't. And I was like, um, okay, first of all, it's normal because I'd be concerned if you didn't. Are you going to wet the bed? Like, that's bizarre. Like, you were trained from a very young age to get up and go to the bathroom if you need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Like, that's a normal that's a normal thing to do as an adult. And you and and you were like, oh, no, but he says that most people – and you were kind of justifying his side of things too and putting yourself down. He had convinced you that you were the weird one and he was the right one and then you were trying to convince me that you were the weird one and he was the right one. And I was like, and this is And then I posted warped. on Facebook to kind of do a yeah. poll 
And then when the poll came back overwhelmingly, yes, yes people <laughs> do pee in the middle of the night. He was like, that's you skewing the question to your little friends on Facebook. So then I was yeah. like double gaslit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could look at he could look at pure facts in front of him and turn them around and convince Liz that they were still wrong. And wow. he did that so successfully so often. Um that right. it's so about my own my personality mind. too. Not about facts in the world, but about things that I had known for a fact for years, things that I had figured out about myself. Yeah. He would have written rewritten your entire consciousness if he could have to convince you you were a completely different person. It was pretty close. It's yeah. So it's, it's so that slowly and surely this damning evidence starts piling up. Yep. Right? Yep. And, and I, yeah, I came to visit them in Brisbane at some stage and um after the, it, would, it would have been the first time I'd come to visit you in Brisbane since you'd moved back. Um, and you were like a nervous wreck. We couldn't leave the house because you were like, oh, I've left this, I've left one cup out and I need to wash it. And um, I can't just put in the dishwasher. And like they had a dishwasher and it, he refused to use it. And like all this. Because it was lazy. He yeah. would unstack it and hand wash stuff in front of me. Yeah. Because it was lazy of me to use the dishwasher. And like oh, it, it would get to the stage where she couldn't, like it was almost like Liz was tiptoeing around her own house and her own life. You become a prisoner in your own yeah. abode. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because she couldn't do a set, like she couldn't even look in the wrong direction without being criticised for it. But he would say that this is just, you know, like why would you not want to keep your house tidy? Every time I'd be like, I'll do it in a minute. Like Mm. why would you not want to do this? Why, you know, this is the way we should do things. And I'd be like, okay, well, I I don't want the fight. So, sure. And I know you guys were fighting a lot. And I know that, like, I know that as well because there was a friend of ours who stayed with you for a little while in your house and even – he said to me, like, I've heard them fighting and it's horrific and I don't know what to do about it either. So, Emma, at, at this point, um, what's your, what, how are you communicating with Liz? Uh, are you telling her every indiscretion or what do you um, – what's, what's the communication? I guess like, my standard response to a lot of the things she told me was, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous, especially, like, things like, oh, peeing in the middle of the night. I was like – Yeah, um, of course. I'm like, I don't even understand how you have to ask me this question. I'm like, that is that is – Insane. I'm like, of course people pee in the middle of the night. I don't understand why he's convinced you otherwise. That's that's ridiculous. Um, but I couldn't th- – the number of times I tried to have conversations with her and, and, like, it would start off with, like, Liz, are you sure you're happy? Like, are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you want to be with this? Is this the type of person you want to have children with? Sure. So um, sort of posing questions yeah, and not, I, I, and not – Yes. In, I wouldn't – like, I, I made sure that whatever I did – She was, was never accusatory. No. I tried to Good. ask the because questions. Because she knows that I would have shot her down exactly. and justified right. his behaviour. So, yeah. Exactly. Because the second you accuse someone of – of doing the wrong thing, they're going to defend themselves. So I had to keep, I had to keep trying to ask her the questions to make mm. her think, yep. um, so that she would give me a thought out answer. But in almost every circumstance, even if Liz called me to cry about something he had done, she would then defend why he'd made her cry. And so even when I was asking her the questions about, you know, do you think you can be with this person, have kids with this person, etc., Liz was still justifying why yeah, sure. he would be a good dad or why he would be a good husband and like, yes, of course, they're going to stay together and all that sort of thing. Because he doesn't pee in the night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so normal. Um, so, yeah, I think... So for a while, you're banging your head against the, I was, the same sort of board. Yeah. Um, so where does this progress to... Because. <laughs> Obviously, you're not like. Uh, there were a couple of fights we had so the, about okay, it, where sure. I would just get really frustrated with her, and I mean, I didn't cut her off like I did in the last relationship. But no, because there were she, a, I think there are a couple of times I said to you, I can't talk to you about him anymore. I cannot. Like, please don't call yeah. me to talk to me about him because 
because I'm like, I don't know how to respond to you in a way that's not going to upset you. Like you, you call me to vent and then I tell you it's not okay. And then you tell me it is okay. And I'm really confused as to what you want me to say or how, like how you want me to best support you because I feel like I do it wrong every time. And And I had this exact conversation with my friend who went through a similar thing yeah this year I like almost word for word I'm like okay I don't care if you break up with him I don't care what you do I just need to know how best to support you because at the moment I don't know yeah but I don't think you knew how I could support you either no because you were so because you were so confused about what was going on and like in your I head. had no idea who the fuck I was for a good last six months exactly. of that relationship like, you couldn't give me any more direction than you were giving yourself no I just felt like I was yeah, I was, I was the most lost I'd ever been and I was heading towards the goal of marriage and children without realising how fucked up the journey was. Yeah, mm. and it was so – it, and I know this now about you that like I always knew you wanted kids. So badly. I, I know you, and I know you still do. And, and I think that's what has driven you to stay in these toxic relationships because for you it's an investment and it's like, you know, if you it's talk about – investment. Exactly. <laughs> you talk about the psychology of it. It's sunk cost fallacy, right? Mm. You've spent yeah. too much time on this person, invested too much emotional spend that you're like, well, I have to stay with them now. Yeah, that's right. And then you put up with the behaviour because what else can you do? Start again. And – I think it got to the stage where, and I'm I'm still grateful for this, and I know that like it was so hard for you. It was so such a fucked up time in your life. But he drove you to break down. You broke down. You broke down as a human being. You did you you did something completely out of character. It, yeah. He drove you to do something that was, and I'm not going to go into the details of what Thank it was, you. obviously, um, because it this was is a, the boundary. It was an utter mental. Breakdown. It was an utter mental breakdown. And I remember the day you called me, and I was about to. I had a gig I was about to sing and I remember you called me and you were sobbing and you were like I have to tell you something and you told me what had happened first of all I was in shock that you'd done that because I know that it is was so out of character for you and I couldn't understand why it just didn't make any sense and then and then you you started to explain why and I knew I knew that he had driven you to the point of complete insanity he had been torturing you for years and you just finally broke you did something insane and then and then he sat there and then your main concern in all of this when it should your main concern should have been you but your main concern was Emma I'm terrified Brad's going to break up with me. And I'm like that's what you're terrified of right yeah, now. Geez. That's what you're terrified of right now. You're not terrified of what what you've just been through and, and how you're acting. You're terrified that he's going to leave you for this. And um and he did. And like but he blamed you. He blamed you on he was like well I have to leave you now because you've done this crazy thing. And it's like well everything you did was because of how he'd treated you like the way you acted out it was so and obviously I can't describe it but it was so indicative of what he'd done it was he was just for him not to see that he had caused you to act that way is insane to me so he it was almost like he was waiting it was almost like he was waiting till you reach breaking point so that he could use your behavior as an excuse to leave you so that he was never at fault so that he could still remain in a position of complete innocence and maintain that it was all your fault and you were the reason and he was completely perfect and that's why he left you yeah and the only other time like and there have been probably two other times in my life where I've had um similar breakdowns yeah and they were both when my partner before that was similarly yeah, gaslighting, yeah. gaslighting and gaslighting I just it's I lost so, myself you know like gaslighting is only a term that I've discovered in the past year or so and 
it's interesting to me knowing that there's a term for it, thinking back on my life and how it's affected me and how it's affected people around me and knowing how gaslighting is used so regularly to maintain would we, um, control. Would, would we like to give a go of explaining gaslighting to those listeners at home who don't know, who aren't familiar with the term? Yeah. So it comes from a movie from the 1940s called Gaslight where a husband basically tried to make his wife think she was crazy by telling her that things weren't happening when they were. Mm. Yep. That's the that's the general gist of it. So, a quick question, sort of without warning: Is there any hope for? Is there any point in your friends telling you, uh, pointing out what's wrong? And so tell, here's and the thing: Is there any point if we're just gonna? It, it seems like we're all gonna just keep going on forever, going but no, this, no, it's fine. Mm, or is when there, I okay, so I was a lost cause because I'd spent four years with this person. Mm. So yeah. having four years with somebody. Um, and I have to say that when the breakup and the breakdown <laughs> finally happened, Break it down. Um, all of the things that Emma and my other friends had been saying just started swirling around my head yeah. to make the breakup easier and more okay. Because I, I, and to be honest, after the breakup, I never mourned Brad. I mourned the loss of what I had hoped yeah, our future would future. be. Sure, of yeah. course. Because so many people, like the, the when you break up with somebody and every single person in your life says thank God, yeah, mm. you know that you've done something. You know you've dodged a bullet. You've dodged a bullet. Yeah. But when I told my friend earlier this year, like it depends on different people. She, whilst it took her a little while, after I said, look, I don't want to. I don't want to influence you. I just need you to know that this happened, um, that, that this is how I felt when he was speaking to me and this is what he did. And she, um, she broke up with him. Wow. wow. Uh, it took her a little while because he was, she was, he was unwell and yes, she was, I, I quote marks, and she was also saying, I don't want to do this because he's not well and his mind mm. isn't, and did I can't she, really. Did she get mad at you? No. See, and this is something I want to raise and like, and I know this she, is... A, she is burst a, into tears and yeah. said, I'm so sorry that he did that to I, you. I want to raise this because this happened after you broke up. It wasn't It wasn't in the thick of it. Um, quite early on, I told you I wasn't a fan of his and that he made me a bit uncomfortable, but I put up with him for you, obviously. Yeah. And it was a while after you guys split up that you actually said to me, and I don't remember what spurred it, whether you'd been talking to someone or read a book or something. I think you might've read a book or listened to a podcast and you were like, hey, so why didn't you tell me you didn't like... Oh, fuck. I said his name again. Yeah. Sorry. We'll just bleep it out. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, so you said... I, yeah, why I didn't feel you, so stupid. I yeah, feel really I'm stupid. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said, yeah, why didn't, you, why didn't you tell me you didn't like him? And I'm like, are you on something what are you talking about <laughs> I lost my mind I don't think I've ever been more mad at you Liz I don't think I've ever yep. been more mad at you yep. is when you asked me that question you're like I just don't understand why you didn't tell me because I could have got out of it a lot earlier and I'm oh like, I'm no 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 I didn't say I could have gotten out of it a lot earlier I was just like I just it might have changed things yes but that's what you were implying yeah, it might have changed things that is exactly what you I'm were being implying a shit yes you're being a shit yeah <laughs> and it was obviously a really like whatever was happening in your life at the time had made you like reconsider everything and you're like well, hang on hang on I didn't why didn't I see the signs earlier I've been there myself obviously yeah. but I think it's really important to note that in the context of this conversation, it is not easy to tell your friend no. when you don't like their partner or you think, well, it's beyond the point whether you don't like their partner. It's about whether you don't like how their partner treats you or, or 
or them. your or them yes and it's hard to do it is always always hard to tell them and like you have to know that like at the end of the day you're potentially risking your friendship if you do because sometimes and I know this has happened in the past they'll choose they'll choose their partner and yeah, like sure. this even happened and I'll give you a quick anecdote with my mum years and years ago she had a friend um, when we lived overseas and her friend's husband was cheating on her and mum caught her husband like coming back late one night with this Shit. other woman so she told her friend look your husband's having an affair. I've seen him with yeah, this woman right. regularly. He's been there every time you've been away, all that sort of stuff. And this woman was my mum's best friend, best, best friend. They were inseparable. She never talked to my mum again after that and she stayed with her husband. Jeez. And See, because he specifically said, you've got to stop talking to Joanne now. Yeah. Like, well, this is the thing and this is what happened earlier this year. So I when, when my friend's uh, partner of a year at that time um, threatened, intimidated me, whatever you want to call it, um, I said to Emma and to other friends, I was like, I don't know whether I should tell her. It took me about a month to actually... Mm -hmm. I said, look, I'm not going to tell her this happened because she will make sure then that he and I are never in the same room together and I won't be able to independently verify what he's doing and she might feel like she's going batshit crazy because nobody else has seen this behaviour and I cannot. And a lot of people said to me, you've got to tell her and I did end up telling her but at the start my instinct was to go, I'm not going to tell her that this happened because otherwise I will never see them together and I will never see the truth of what their relationship is and I think that she's going to need that at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think... Um, as I said, it's a risk. It's a risk telling your friend. And at the end of the day, it has to be a calculated decision. It's like, can I risk my friendship with this person knowing that I care about them? Do I care about this person more than I care about at whether we'll stay friends? Well, yeah. And you have to make that decision and go, I care more about their well-being. It's more important for me to tell them the truth about what happened and then they can decide and they might end the friendship, but out of their best interest, I'm making this decision. It has to be a selfless decision. Mm. And and sure. to be honest, it's hard. And I think a lot of people won't make that decision. They would rather maintain their friendship with the person than tell them the honest truth and risk losing them. As JFK said about going to the moon, we choose to do these things not because they are easy, <laughs> yes. but because they are hard. Yeah. And yeah. it is in, the, in that spirit that yeah. all of you friends out there should probably adopt uh, if you ever see a, a dear friend of yours struggling with someone else, mm. do it because not because it's easy, do it because it's hard. And on that sort of nice summary wrap-up yeah. note, here on Ghost of Boyfriend's Past, we like to focus on what on lessons learned my lesson is that I'm crying now (laughs) and that I knew this would happen and I didn't bring tissues and I never learned this fucking lesson (laughs) there you go that's that's Liz um all wrapped up Emma as as a friend what do you is there a lesson to learn Um, I think you know it's weird my dad said this to me a long time ago when he helped me through a breakup and it stuck with me for years it's been over a decade now and he said um because I said you know aren't you mad aren't you mad at my ex-boyfriend aren't you mad at him Mm. and he said I would rather put my energy into supporting you than being mad at him um and I have used that since and it's it's helped curb a lot of my temper when it comes to dealing with toxic relationships my friends although not not to say not to say that it's controlled it it's just curbed it a little bit I wanted to point out that when 
Emma came with me to pack up a bag of oh, my yes. things. <laughs> I had to do because this. Because after this man <laughs> broke up with me, I this have not seen his face since. Did she launch I off the handle? I walked out. Well, no. I walked I out. To. And I And I, even though he moved into an apartment downstairs mm. and was like, hey, I have this of yours. Can I bring it up? And I'm like, no, you will leave it outside your apartment. You'll lock the fucking door, close the blinds. I'll come down and get mm. it. I never – I have not – it's been years and I've not seen his face since. But – on the way out, like I went in and obviously just collapsed on the bed and burst into tears for a while while Emma was packing shit around me going, I'm literally getting on a plane in like 40 minutes. We've got to pack. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but before she left, she wrote, what What did you actually write on the blackboard? It was like, dear Brad. Yeah. I don't know. Go, like, fuck, go yourself. fuck yourself. <laughs> love Emma. Love, yeah, She's, love she Emma. She said it was a curve. And I still. And you wiped it off. I and still I wiped it off. I fe- You were like, oh, no, I'm going to wipe it. And I was like. This is because exactly I was what still the issue trapped. Of course, you were. Still trapped in yeah, his don't want to, yeah. don't want to offend him. And then I let the place on fire. I'm, and then we <laughs> <laughs> I'm present. Liz, present. Hashtag love sucks, love stinks, fuck love. Liz is so angry that I didn't leave that on the blackboard. That I am so angry. But that you know, I, but you know what, like. Regardless of all that, I think, and I want to say this obviously as like one of my final things, I am, I don't care about the blackboard. I am so proud of you. Oh, that's nice. That's really Thank sweet. Thank you. I think what I learned is from hearing you two is it's, uh, how to phrase it, like keep the advice coming, keep the, uh, keep the, love and the friendship coming and the support. because support. the support because it might not happen at the time you might tap your friend on the shoulder and go hey this guy's being a big old c and i don't like him mm. and they might uh, and your advice will be totally turned down mm. but somewhere down the line it'll sink in and it might be after they break up like yeah. what sort of happened with liz and it and that yeah. advice and that love will get through so just yeah. keep keep shipping away it can be mm. frustrating being the friend mm. when you're going ah you ah. Yeah, but the payoff's so good when you see your friend doing it on their own and you're proud of them and they're I've living their best life I've been scared to be alone forever yeah, I've gone from relationship to like now you're I've been single for years you're one of the most people I know you're it's like you've come so far kicking butt. thank you well so. look other than the tissues thing I've learned that I um, I don't believe that I will put myself in that position again. I think I that think I think that um, my time for toxic relationships has passed. I think I've learnt too much on my own to mm-hmm. ever be stuck in that situation again. And I think I would rather be alone, like than exactly. than with somebody. But who... that, you know what that is? It's self-respect. Yeah, it's mm. like you finally developed a real basis in yourself of self-respect. And to after work somebody from. erases who you are. And yeah. you have to rebuild that again. Ain't nobody no. going to erase that yeah, again. Course, that's right. you know. Yeah, because when you build it from scratch and you build it so well, you're not going to let that crash again. So, yeah. yeah. And I've also learned that it is really fucking hard being the friend, watching your friend yeah, having a course. toxic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, it's maddening and you have to be so strategic. I felt like I had oh a no. war map in front of me and I had to like oh advance God, different things. <laughs> and like when I couldn't, when I said to this person, I said, I can't talk to you about this anymore. I then called three of our friends and was like, you guys need to support her through this because yeah. if I do, it's going to seem like I hate this guy and I've got a vendetta against yeah. him. So I need to withdraw and you guys can advance. It's a whole like, strategy. It's, it's a, a whole, whole strategy. strategy. I remember when you called me and you were like, this is what's going on. I was like, welcome to hell. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. yeah it took you long enough. Yeah. <laughs> so now that I'm done crying. Yeah, thank take you. a breath, guys. Oh, You've done fuck. well. Like, I think this is the most that I haven't talked on an episode. There's like for like the most amount of time I know I've talked a lot but there have been moments here where I've just been sitting here just like going 
Just, idiot, yeah. idiot. Tail but I'm not now. It's okay, Liz. And um, Emma, thank you so much for coming on. Thank and, you for having and me. Um, putting the blowtorch of love to Liz. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I love everybody you. Everybody needs gonna, a tough love friend. Back. I swear to God, everybody needs one. Yeah. It's important to have somebody who will tell you the truth, even when the truth is going to destroy mm. you. And shout <laughs> out to all the tough love friends who yeah. are doing yeah. it hard, <laughs> brutally <laughs> honest, doing well, the hard you. work and the hard yards. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bless you. Well, cool. I suppose that's us for another episode of Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. Uh, Liz, well done. Thank you. Um, tears again, but uh, I, I, again, it's good. It's, like it's a, a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's a cleansing. wonderful thing. It's uh, cleansing. And look, it's always hard to confront your own stupidity, but as long as you've learned from it, as we say on this podcast, it was never a bad experience as long as you learned from it. That's right. Um, so we're on all the social medias. We're not going to list them. You know what they are. All of them. We don't yeah. like all of them sometimes. If you want <laughs> your story heard, you can visit us at thatsnotcanon.com forward slash ghost of boyfriends past and fill in our handy dandy little form we also have a facebook group now called ghost of boyfriends past podcast group therapy where mm. you can join and it's a private group so you can kind of ask questions get the hive mind kind of thing going and we're also introducing a oh we probably have done it by now but you know if you're not on social media and you haven't already heard it we're going to start reading people's stories out so if you've got a story that's so diabolical that you don't want to put your voice to it and mm. you don't want to put your name to it I and Tom and I I'll read will do our JFK. best <laughs> dramatic interpretations of your messed up situation we want your stories we want your we want your deep dark secret stories about yes. relationships that you're scared to tell anybody we, we'll take your name off we'll make it sound fabulous and uh yeah, so that's been Ghost of Boyfriends Pass for this week I've been Liz Best I'm Tom Harris thank you so much guys Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate and I'm Ellen Rose and we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like, and a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There are known knowns. Known unknowns and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.